coffee sat in a different place today. I was like, who's sitting there? Um, <laughs> don't think I don't notice. Listen, we've been talking about the fruit of the Spirit. Over the past several months, we've been talking about things that the Holy Spirit is supposed to be producing in our life. Um, we talked about the gifts of the Spirit. We talked about, we talked about uh, tongues in the life of the believer. Well, we have been on fruit of the Spirit now. This is week four. Um, so we're halfway there, and so we, that's, that's when, uh, when uh, I found out Richard was coming into town. I said, oh, that's a good place for just a, a quick weekend break so we can pick it up again because I don't want you to get bored. <laughs> so let's go. Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5, starting in verse 22. He says, but the fruit of the Spirit is. Why, what do you mean, is? Because that means it's not an R. There's not multiple different fruits of the Spirit. These are slices of the same fruit. All right? But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. Verse 23, gentleness, self-control, and against such there is no law. In other words, we allow the Holy Spirit to move in our life and produce these things. There's no law that can come against you. Why? Because you operate in, you allow yourselves to operate in these. You won't want to fulfill the other stuff that your uh, silly self wants to do. Amen. Um, he said in verse 24, he said, And those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. So if you are Christ, you've already, your flesh has already been crucified. You were crucified with Christ. Come on. So we, we need to go around, we, we walk, hear people all the time going around, well, I need to crucify my flesh, I need to crucify my flesh. No, you need to realize your flesh is already crucified. You need to realize your flesh has already went to that cross in the person of Jesus. Come on. He was, that, he was that substitutionary lamb. Come on. And so he says, And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Verse 25. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. In other words, that if I live in the Spirit, that's salvation. That's every day of my life. I'm living in the Spirit. So that tells us there is a difference between living in the Spirit and walking in the Spirit. I know a whole lot of people that, that live in salvation, but they don't walk out that salvation all the time. They act like something else. I know nobody in this room. <laughs> so if we live in the Spirit, he said, let us also walk in the Spirit. Yeah, but, you know, I, sometimes I get it wrong, and, and all of us do. Welcome to humanity, amen? All right? I tell people all the time, well, I would be mad if you weren't so human. But what happens if we don't allow Holy Spirit, who is sown in us as the seed of God, what happens if we don't allow Him to move and produce these things in our life? Go to Galatians chapter 6. Just flip over one page. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 and 8. I'm reading this one from the Amplified Classic. He says, Do not be deceived and deluded and misled. That's why I like the Amplified Version. It'll take a verse. It'll, there was a dog. It'll tell you what color the dog was, what breed the dog was, how many spots it had. You know, He, said here, he says, Be not deceived and deluded and misled. God will not allow himself to be sneered at scorned, disdained, or mocked by mere pretensions and professions. Uh, God's not going to allow us just to say it and, not, and get away with it. He's going to require some more of us. He says, um, where are we at? Disdained, mocked by mere pretenses and pre perceptions. Or by his precepts being set aside, he inevitably deludes himself who attempts to delude God. For whatever a man sows, that will he also reap. And that goes for not only for my money, not only for good things that I sow, but things that I sow to my flesh, I'm going to reap them back. 
And he, look at verse 8. He said, For he who sows to his flesh his lower nature, sensuality, will from the flesh reap decay and ruin. King James Version says you will what, reap what? Corruption, destruction. He says he'll reap decay, ruin, and destruction. But he who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. That word there in the original language is zoe. It means the God kind of life. So if I sow to this nature, this dead, zombie, stinking nature that every now and then still likes to do sin. Come on. That every now and then still likes to do what's, what, it, what feels good. If I sow to that, I am going to from that, I'm going to reap destruction. I'm going to reap corruption. He says, but if I sow to the Spirit, in other words, if I allow what Holy Spirit is doing on the inside of me to actually work its way out and produce, then from there I am going to live the God kind of life. And that's where God wants you is to live His life. So we looked at love, we looked at joy, we looked at peace, and today is one that is so fun. I promise it is, it, this is the fun one. <laughs> Today we're going to look at long-suffering. <laughs> Even the word sounds fun, don't it? Long-suffering. <clears throat> that don't even sound right. What is long-suffering? Look at the definition here. Long-suffering is that quality of self-restraint in the face of of provocation Ooh. it's the quality of self-restraint in the face of provocation or in when you are provoked you take it oh. that's what long-suffering means it is that self is that self-quality of self-restraint in the face of provocation which does not hastily retaliate Sometimes you shake the snow globe and you got to let it settle a little bit. <laughs> it does not hastily retaliate. Nobody in here has ever jumped a gun and retaliated real quick, right? It does not hastily retaliate or promptly punish. It is the opposite of anger and is associated with mercy. That's what Vine says about it. Webster says it this way. Long-suffering is bearing injuries or provocation for a long time. It means it is not easily provoked. Last week we looked at peace. Peace is, is how we dealt with others and how we lived around others. Self-control. This uh, long-suffering is about how we internalize being provoked. See, God cares as much about what's going on on the inside of you as what is coming out of you. Because what is going on on the inside is where you sow it. And when it comes out is where you end up reaping it. So God cares as much of what's going on. That's why peace is what we have on the, when we're dealing with each other. But long-suffering is how we internalize it when we're provoked. How we internalize it when somebody's intentionally pushing my buttons. Long-suffering is how we deal with somebody who is, how I deal with in myself when Ted has got on my last nerve. Now, <laughs> listen, this is where God wants us. He wants you as a whole person to understand that you can control every part of your life. Well, I, I, you know, I was born a redhead. I can't help it. That's an excuse. Sorry, redheads. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it, it's, it, uh, isn't it funny how we've, sorry, Sheila, isn't it funny how we've just, we've taken these things? Well, this is just the way I am. And so, no, the way you are is the way you allow yourself to be. <laughs> and you can control your mouth, your thoughts, and your actions. 
Go back to Galatians 5.22. I want to read this out of the Amplified. Back to Galatians. Just turn back another page. We're going to start with the fruit of the Spirit again. He said, but the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the work which His presence within accomplishes. I love that. The work His presence within us accomplishes is love, joy, gladness, peace, patience, long-suffering. Another definition for patient, for long-suffering is patience. Even when an, an even temper and forbearance. Oof. An even temper and forbearance. Well, you know, everybody knows I got a temper. and it, you know, Well, guess what? He says here that if Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you, you're a believer. You've already crucified your flesh. That's already crucified. Jesus already took care of all that. And now he's saying out of you should come an even temper. Just keep looking straight ahead. Nobody knows you're being. <laughs> the very word feels negative. Long-suffering. That doesn't sound good. But just imagine having enough strength of will that when you are being provoked for a long time that you aren't looking to get even you're not looking to retaliate and you can hold your tongue the strength of a person is not the one who's able to stand up for themselves and fight back the strength of a person oh come on the strength of a person is when they can be provoked and be provoked and be provoked and yet they allow Holy Spirit to keep them calm, to keep them under control, to keep them from running their mouth. Well, I've just got to run my mouth. No, you don't got to. It just depends on what you want to be. You either want to walk in the Spirit or just live in it. Remember, living in it is just my salvation. I'm just here. But there's something else about walking it out. Well, somebody's got to say something. No, they don't. Well, I've got to. Really, do you? Or is it just you can't control yourself? Is it just you don't have enough allowing the Holy Spirit to work on the outside? So you decide to, well, I'll just blow up on everybody and shrapnel, where it, scatter where it goes. And, and we walk away and we think, I did it, Michael. Did it, man. But how long does that feeling last? Because usually it's, you're the one that lays at night and, 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 and can't sleep. You're the one that lays down at night and you're still running it over in your head and it's still going on and on and on. And you know what that person's over doing? <clears throat> See, it's all about what Holy Spirit is doing in your life. Long-suffering comes when you can look at someone who is repeatedly and intentionally. Everybody say intentionally. intentionally. Who is repeatedly and intentionally tries to make you angry. They know, they know your buttons. Ain't nobody knows your buttons like your spouse anyhow, right? They know how to push all the right things. They know how to go off, make you go off the handle. Remember, the definition of long-suffering, it's the opposite of anger. You say, man, how can I live this way? This is why this is called the meat of the word. Because it's hard. It's something you have to work on. If it was easy, you know, it, you know, anybody could do it. But some of us have been in this for so long that we need a move of the Holy Spirit in us right now to drive some of this junk out of us. Go, if you will, to Ephesians chapter 4. Long-suffering, even-tempered, being able to be provoked, even when they're doing it intentionally. People come to me all the time. I believe they did that intentional. Probably. <laughs> they probably did. Go to Ephesians chapter 4. Look at verse 26. And I'm going to read out of, y'all know me, multiple translations today. 
And before I tell you this, when you're going to say, well, that's a paraphrase, I know that. You're not telling me anything I don't know. All right? But out of the message, he says this. He says, go ahead and be angry. King James says, be angry and sin not. The message, I like the way he puts it here. Go ahead and be angry. You'll do well to get angry. But don't use your anger as a fuel for revenge. Like I said, if you're reading King James, it says be angry, but sin not. He says here, he says go ahead and be angry. It's okay. Folks, I will never look at you and say you can't be angry. Anger is one of those things that pops up, that happens. But how long you live in that is completely up to you. You can be angry for a moment or you can get, let anger come up and you can say, no, 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 I can't live that way because that's going to keep me up at night. That's going to destroy my peace. That's going to destroy everything that I'm trying to build. I'm going to, no, I can't live in it. It's your choice to put it away. That's called long-suffering. Anger happens. Be angry, but don't use it as a tool for revenge. <laughs> uh, excuse me. He says, and don't stay angry. Go, don't go to bed angry. Again, if you're reading King James, it says, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Okay? He says, but don't go to bed angry. Don't give the devil that kind of foothold in your life. Extended anger actually gives the enemy a foothold in your life. Sometimes we're having this, this, this fight, this spiritual fight, and we're like, I can't get past this. What? You know, and why does this keep coming? Why does this keep coming? Why does this keep coming? And then you see B coming down the aisle at Walmart. You're, oh, I can't stand her. Let me go over this way. I remember what she did to me. I remember what they said to me. I remember how they made me feel. It still hurts. I can't stand to look at them. Matter of fact, if they were on fire, I, I don't know if I'd even put them out. <laughs> and we live in that. Sometimes we're angry. Angry? Angry. <laughs> Sometimes we're angry at people, and it's been years since the incident happened, but we're still mad. We're still mad about it. You can think about it right now. And get, <clears throat> That's not long-suffering. Long-suffering means that, yes, it happened. Yes, they made you angry. Yes, it popped up. But you have found the strength of the Holy Spirit in your life to move yourself past that. You don't want to live in that place of anger. Because when I live in that place of anger, I'm actually giving the enemy a foothold in my life and if you want to be completely free we can't we, if we want to be completely free then we're going to have to give it some things up and anger well God won't ask you to give anything up yeah he will the things you're holding on to that's hurting you the anger the hurt you know uh, it gives the enemy that kind of hold in your life and when we walk in that kind of anger, we're walking in the flesh. And when we're walking in the flesh, we may be living in the spirit, but we're walking in the flesh. Remember, he said live in the spirit and walk in the spirit. So we're living in the spirit, but we're walking in the flesh. And when I do that, I will, from my own life, I will produce destruction. Well, the devil's really fighting me. Probably not. Let's be honest, probably not. It's probably my own self. It's what I'm sowing, and I'm just reaping what I sow. Why? Because I'm spending more time walking in the flesh than walking in the Spirit. Because when I walk in the Spirit, I can put up with Sydney irritating the daylights out of me. When I'm walking in the Spirit, I look at her and say, All right, she made me angry, let it go. She may be having a bad day. She may be having something going on with her. We don't, I don't know what's happening in her life. You know, whatever. i, I got to let it go. Folks, we won't get this right all the time either. You'll do it wrong. Trust me. I do it wrong. 
but it's something that we continually work on because it's the garden of our life. And so when we allow Holy Spirit to do this, if I don't want to reap corruption in my life, I have to learn not to have... Dee and I taught domestic violence uh, classes for men who batter. We did it for about eight years. Well, I did it for eight years. I can't remember how long she did uh, with me. But men who, who, who had battered women were sent to us to go through a class. And we, one of our classes, Rachel, was called Remove the Button. Because that was one of the big things we heard. Well, they kept pushing my button, kept pushing my button. We, we, we would take biblical principles. I would even use scripture and not say they were scripture. And teach biblical principles to remove the buttons. Folks, sometimes you just need to remove your button. You need to figure out what it is that sets you off and say, I am going to walk in long-suffering in this area, and no matter how long I'm getting provoked, no matter how long I'm getting upset, no matter how long uh, they keep poking at me, I'm poking at me, I'm poking at me, I'm poking at me, I'm poking at me, that I sit back and go, and I take the breath and I move from walking in my flesh that brings corruption over to walking in the Spirit that brings the God kind of life. Go to Psalms chapter 78. Thank you. Psalms chapter 78. I told you this one was fun. <laughs> Psalm 78 verse 38. From the Passion. He says, but amazingly, God, so full of compassion, still forgave them. <laughs> he covered over their sin with his love, refusing to destroy them all, over and over he held back his anger, restraining wrath to show them mercy. He's only asking us to live like him. People say all the time, well, I would never ask somebody to do something I'm not willing to do myself. Neither is God. He's only asking you to be Christian. Well, we know God's not Christian. That's what we call ourselves. <laughs> He's only asking you to live like Christ. He says over and over and over again, He forgave them because His inclination is to show mercy. His inclination is not to be angry all the time. So if our inclination is to be angry all the time, guess what? I'm walking in the flesh. I'm not walking in the Spirit. Look at verse 30, uh, 39. And this is why I tell people all the time, if you weren't so human, we'd be upset. He says, he knew they were made from mere dust. I know, they're acting dumb, they're acting stupid, they're, they're getting on my last, they're getting on my last nerve. But they're just dust. They're just dust. They're just human. Frail, fragile, and short-lived. Here today, gone tomorrow. That's, what, that's how God treats us. His anger just, he puts it away and he keeps putting it away and he keeps putting it away. How long will he do this? Forever because he never changes. But if I can't do this, I am going to live in this anger. And when I live in this anger, what does it do? It tears me up. We get ulcers. We get high blood pressure. We get all this other stuff because we just can't get over what somebody did to me X amount of years ago. And every time I think of it, I'm still mad. And every time I... See, there, there's no long-suffering there. Yeah, but they did it on purpose. Long-suffering is when we do it in the, even in they're doing it intentionally. Hmm. And he says he would have been mad, but he knew they were just dust. He knew what they're made of. Go to Psalms 145. Grab your pages and flip them a few. Psalm chapter 145. Look what he says here. He says, The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger, and great in mercy. Do you know, Greg, how many people that I've talked to are so afraid that God's mad at them? That God's upset with them. That they messed up this one time and they got into this mess and now God don't like them no more and God's ready just to chuck them out. 
But according to this, he's slow to anger. God doesn't, everybody hear me, right? Just look at me real quick. You cannot make God angry quickly. So that means the very first time that I mess it up, he doesn't get angry with me. Even, oh, oh you, you ready? Even if I do it on purpose. He's long-suffering. Even if I do it on purpose. He says, the Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger, great in mercy. The Lord is good to all. His compassion is over all his works. These are the qualities of our example. Of, of God as our example. These are the qualities that he's showing. That when we sow to our flesh, we allow anger to remain. We allow uh, corruption to remain and then we get condemned because we've sown those seeds we must learn to control our temper I know nobody in here has this issue but when we don't learn to control this anger we don't learn to control this thing on the inside what happens it leads to bitterness it leads to strife and those are flesh things you won't find bitterness and strife in the spirit. And so if I find bitterness and strife in my life, that tells me I've been sowing into my flesh. And from that flesh, I'm going to reap corruption, destruction. So I have to learn to let it go. I won't sing it for you. But sometimes we need to learn to let things go. You've held on to it long enough. What? Let me ask you this. What has it gotten you? What have you accomplished by hanging on to this anger that you've held on to? But have you accomplished any good in your life by hanging on to it? So why do we do it? When God says, lay it all down in front of me, walk in my spirit, let long suffering. But I don't like that word suffer. <laughs> that's why it's meant with long that means you allow that to go on so if you're quick to anger and quick to retaliate you're quick to be provoked then I'm not producing the fruit of the spirit I'm not producing the fruit of the spirit that way so what do I need to do what do you and I as spirit walkers need we're going to walk in the Spirit. I'm tired of just living in the Spirit. I want to walk in the Spirit too. Because again, you can live in the Spirit and walk in the flesh. Lots of people do it. But we're trying to move past this, right? So we're, we're going to look at, for just for the next few minutes, about walking this out. How do I walk it out? Go to Psalms 37. Go to Psalm chapter 37. I'm going to look at the message again. Psalms 37, verse 7. This is what we do. This is how we walk it out. You ready? Quiet down before the Lord, before God. Be prayerful before Him. Don't bother with those who climb the ladder, who elbow their way to the top. Verse 8. Bridle your anger. Trash your wrath. I love the message. Cool your pipes. <laughs> this is why I love it. Cool your pipes. It only makes things worse. You want to be able to walk in the Spirit and allow long-suffering to be produced in your life. This is what you have to do. Anger has got to go. Now, he's not talking about that emotion that rises up and you're like, Ugh! he's talking about living in that. I love how the message puts it there. He says, lose your anger, trash your wrath, cool your pipes, let it go. So as all through this room right now, what are you holding on to that you can think of that happened years ago and you can immediately be in that place? Don't everybody answer. Then that shows you where you need to learn to walk in some long-suffering where you pinpoint these things in my life and I say, I'm not going to let that thing control me. 
You say, well, it don't control me every day, but why do you want to give up control for a few minutes? Why do you want to give up control for 30 minutes? Why? But do you, nobody likes somebody else being in control of them, but yet we allow others to control us all the time just because Jeff made me mad 20 years ago, and every time I look at Jeff, it's good some days, but some days, man, I look at him and I just want to grab him by his hoodie and choke him out with a string, and I tell you, Is that long-suffering? Now, if I'm going to do what he said there in Psalms, I'm going to take that thing that's in me. I'm going to take it out. And I may look at Jeff, and I may remember. I'm like, no, he's just dirt. <laughs> that's what God said. He said he, he remembered they're just dust. He's human. And he had a bad day. Or maybe he's got a bad life, and that's why he hurt me. And so even if you intentionally keep on hurting me, Jeff, I'm just going to love you. I'm going to refuse to get angry. I'm going to refuse to live in my anger. I'm going to let this go because it's more important to me that I walk in the Spirit than I get even with you. See, when we begin to walk in this, we give up our right to get even. And when we give up our right to get even, then you're free from that thing. If you're always looking about how I could have got even, how I could have done this, you know, if I could have done it this way, if I could have done it that way, you're not free. You're in chains. You're bound to that situation. You're bound to that person. Oh. He said, let go of the wrath. Let go of the rage. Go to Proverbs chapter 16. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 32. He said, Do you want to be a mighty warrior? Yeah, I want to be a mighty warrior for God. Everybody says that, right? He says, do you want to be a mighty warrior? It's better to be known as one who is patient and slow to anger. What? Spiritual warfare can be tied directly to my anger issues? Ah, ah, come on. He says, do you want to be a mighty warrior? He said, it's better to be known as one who is patient. You mean my patience can be tied directly to my spiritual warfare? But I'm not a very patient person. Then you need to start sowing some long-suffering. You need to start, you need to go before the Holy Spirit and say, hey, I need this out. This needs to come out of me. Holy Spirit, and I'm submitting to you. Take this thing completely out. I'm tired of living in this. I'm tired of living in this anger. I'm tired of living in this hurt. I am tired of this. I don't want it anymore. He said, do you want to be a mighty warrior? It's better to be known for a, patient who, for a person who is patient and slow to anger. Do you want to conquer a city? We pray for this city every week. Every week we pray for this city. Look what he says. Do you want to conquer a city? Rule over your temper. Before you attempt to rule a city. Maybe we haven't seen this city won. Oh. Because we aren't ready for it. Come with me. He said, do you want to rule a city? It's better to rule your temper first than to try to rule a city. In other words, it's harder, Bob, to control your temper than it is to win a city. So if I want to be this mighty spiritual warrior, then I'm going to have to get anger under control in my life. I'm going to have to get my temper under control. I'm going to have to look inside my internal uh, 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 gauges and say, okay, I'm running hot. And it's time to cool it down. If we want to continue to win the city, if we are constantly angry, if we are constantly short-tempered, then we're sowing to the flesh. And when we sow to the flesh, we reap corruption. Well, I didn't think God really cares that much about my anger. We were wrong. It's more difficult to take a city. Go to Ecclesiastes chapter 7. 
Ecclesiastes chapter 7. We're going to look at verse 9. Now, just in case, I will say this. If you want these notes, they are on the version app. So you can go and save it and you can have these scriptures and preach to yourself all week long. Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 9. Do not hasten in your spirit to be angry. Oh. For anger rests in the bosom of fools. So if my uncontrolled anger, what does that call me? Fool. Oh, folks. I'm spiritual. According to this, I might be a fool. (laughs) Do not hasten in your spirit to be angry. See, you get so quiet. We have to examine ourselves. Do not hasten in your spirit. Now, you all ready for the paraphrase of this? Look at how the message puts this scripture. Don't be quick to fly off the handle. Anger boomerangs. You can spot a fool by the lumps on his head. That's why I love the message. He puts it in a way. Anger rests in the bosom of fools. No, you can tell us you can spot a fool by the bumps on his head. He said, don't be quick to fly off the handle. Well, that's just who I am. Then you're walking in the flesh, and out of your flesh, you'll reap corruption and destruction. It's time to walk in the spirit. He's looking for people. He's looking for people who walk in the Spirit. And the people who's walking in the Spirit are tired of knots on their head. Because anger just turns around and gets them in the end. And so they say, I refuse to have this anger hold over me. God calls the quick-tempered fools. He doesn't delight in a fool. <laughs> didn't say he didn't love you. Because the fool does not delight himself in the things of God. Therefore, he ends up corrupt. He ends up condemned. Go back to Ephesians chapter 4. All this, all this whole series is about putting me in the place where God wants me. And taking out of my life. See, we think, we, we think repentance is only for people who, who don't know Jesus. no. They need a spiritual awakening. Repentance is for the believer who's walking this kind of lifestyle out. Oh, Look at Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26. When you're angry, do not sin. I'm reading the same scripture again, but out of the Amplified Classic. When you're angry, do not sin, and don't ever let your wrath, your exasperation, your fury, your indignation last until the sun goes down. In other words, it's okay when you get angry, but you're going to have to get over it quick. I used to hate when people tell me that. Just get over it. It's easy for you to say. You didn't live through it. But it's another thing when God looks at me and says, get over it. Okay, it hurt. Okay, it was bad. But you're still carrying the garbage of that you're still carrying the garbage of that relationship into every new relationship you're trying to build. And when you carry that, guess what you're going to do? You're going to mess that relationship up too. And then we get upset, we walk over here, and now we're packing two loads of garbage with us into a new relationship with Velma. And, 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 And I lay all this garbage at her feet, and all of a sudden she trips over it. Now I'm mad at her. Because she tripped over my stuff, I laid it in front of her. So I'm just going to cut her off too. And I keep wondering, Galen, why am I cutting off, why are all these people, why, why, why is this all in my past? And I refuse to look at the fact, myself in the mirror, and saying, hey, you need to get over some stuff. Because you're the one trashing these relationships. Ooh. You all with me? 
Who would have thought the Bible had this much stuff to say about this kind of thing? Verse 27. Leave no such room or foothold for the devil. Give no opportunity to him. This anger, it's, it's an opportunity for him to get in your life. Now, jump to verse 29. Let no foul or polluting language or evil word nor unwholesome or worthless talk ever come out of your mouth. Well, dang on, man. You mean I have to do something? You mean I'm responsible for something? Yes, in a world where we think we have to take no responsibility for nothing, if you're going to walk in the Spirit, you're going to have to take responsibility for yourself. I used to tell my kids all the time, Sydney, if they make you angry, they control you. Folks, still true. If they still make you angry, you, they still got a, 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 a control in you. They still have that there. He said, let no, let come out of your mouth, but only such speech as is good and beneficial to the spiritual progress of others. So what I should be speaking is only what is helping others benefit spiritually. Oof. As is fitting to the need and the occasion that it may be a blessing and give grace, God's favor, to those who hear it. Verse 30. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit. We talked about this before. We, we, us uh, Pentecostal charismatic folks, we think this is talking about people who aren't Pentecostal and charismatic. Don't grieve the Holy Ghost. What grieves the Holy Spirit is how my anger is controlled or not. Has nothing to do with somebody who wants to uh, let other people speak in tongues or fall out or whatever else we like to do. What grieves the Holy Spirit is how I'm dealing with myself. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Do not offend Him, vex Him, or sadden Him. By whom you were sealed, marked, branded as God's own, secured for the day of redemption, a final deliverance through Christ from evil and the consequences of sin. Verse 31. Let all bitterness, indignation, wrath, passion, rage, and bad temper, and resentment, and clamor, and contentious, or um, resentment, anger, animosity, and quarreling, brawling, clamor, contention, and slander, evil speaking, abusive, and blasphemous language be banished from you. Wow. Be banished with all malice. Spite, ill will, baseness of any kind. Folks, we really have to go aggressive at our anger issue on the inside. Now, I'm not saying anger will never come up. Anger will happen. But you don't have to live in it. And you don't have to hold on to it. And you don't have to pet it. And you don't have to stroke it. That daggone, uh, remember the uh, abominable snowman? When he got, was it, was it? Uh, Bugsy God or Daffy he said I will hit him and I will stroke him and I will <laughs> that's what we do with anger we pet it and we stroke it and we feed it and we're so good to it and, and we go around saying well I'm hurt, I'm hurt, I'm hurt I'm hurt, I'm hurt, I'm hurt, I'm hurt it's all about you huh and I never grab hold of that thing and I'm constantly walking in the garbage dump that I have sown into my own life and I wonder why the devil's just fighting me no maybe I just need to get a hold of myself verse 32 and become useful and helpful and kind to one another tender hearted, compassionate understanding, loving hearted, forgiving one another readily and freely as God in Christ forgave you well, how did God forgive me? He was slow to anger, full of compassion, full of mercy. Folks, this is long-suffering, slow to anger, 
full of compassion, full of mercy. And when I'm walking in that, I am walking out in the Spirit. And from that Spirit, I am going to reap the God kind of life. The Zoe kind of life. Oof. Who's responsible for it? Me. I can't even lay hands on you and drive this anger out of you. It's your choice. Last scriptures we're going to read today. Go to Colossians chapter 3. We're going to read several of these from the Amplified so you know how the Amplified loves to define things so they're long. He says here, but now put away and rid yourselves completely of all these things. Uh Uh-oh. Put away and rid yourself of all these things. Anger, rage, bad feelings toward others, curses and slander, foul-mouthed abuse, (laughs) shameful utterances from your lips. Why? Because by living in those things, I'm sowing to my flesh. And from my flesh, I reap corruption. Verse 9. Do not lie to one another, for you have stripped off the old unregenerate self with its evil practices. You have clothed yourself with the new spiritual self, which is ever in the process of being renewed and remodeled into fuller and more perfect knowledge upon knowledge after the image, the likeness of him who created it. Verse 11, in this new creation, all distinctions vanish. There is no room for, nor there neither can be Greek nor Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised. There's no difference between nations, uh, whether alien, barbarian, Scythians, who are the most savage of all, no slave or free man, But in Christ is all. But Christ is all and in all. Everything and everywhere to all men without distinction of person. Clothe yourselves therefore as God's own chosen ones. His own picked representatives who are purified and holy and well beloved by God himself. By putting on behavior marked by tender-hearted, pity and mercy, kind feeling, a lowly opinion of yourselves, gentle ways and patience, which is tireless and long-suffering and has the power to endure whatever comes with good temper. Be gentle and forbearing with one another. And if one has difference or grievance or complaint against another, what's he say to do? Talk to everybody else about it. Go tell everybody else how bad you disagree. Because church people never do this, Perry. I've been in ministry for 35 years. Church people never go home and talk about the pastor. Never. They never talk about how much they disagree. Come on. So... We never talk about each other. No, not us. But he says here, be gentle and forbearing one another. And if one has a difference or a grievance or a complaint against another, what are are we supposed to do? Readily pardoning each other. Let it go. Go ahead and live in it if you want to. It's just going to mess up the next relationship you try to jump into. You're going to drag that garbage with you. But if we want to walk in the Spirit, pardon each other. Even as the Lord has freely forgiven you, so you must also forgive. So what's God wanting us to do? He's wanting us to look at our dealings with others and command in our own lives that anger away with, that quick temper, harsh words no longer be a part of our life. That quick temper and harsh words no longer be a part of our life. Let me take those two back. That quick temper no longer be a part of our life. 
that we're not out here talking about each other and putting each other down and cutting each other in half, having each other for lunch, but we realize they're just dirt. They're just made in image and they're just like me. And as bad and as easily as I can foul it up and mess it up, so can he. So I'm going to offer him the same grace and the same mercy that God offered to me, who is slow to anger, who is quick to let it go. And when he forgives, he forgives wholeheartedly. When I live this way, I can say I'm walking in the Spirit. The hard thing is getting there. <laughs> But you can do it. I can do it. We can do it. So we're getting ready to pray, and I've got some people that's better be making their way up to the front. And if you need prayer for anything, maybe you want to pray about what we ministered on today. They would love to pray with you. Maybe you're sick and you need healing. These folks would love to pray with you. Maybe you don't know Jesus the way we've talked about him, these guys would love to introduce you to him. So come on up. Let them pray for you. They'll be glad uh, to do it. So they're here for you. Uh, don't forget Harvest House Truck this week. Prayer Wednesday at 10. And then our deep dive Wednesday at 6. And take these messages and keep listening to them. I'm telling you, when we grow, will produce great things in our life. And we have to follow it by the scripture. Amen. Let me pray. Father, today I thank you for who you are. I thank you for what you're doing in our life. I thank you that you have ministered to us the words of salvation. So today, Lord, we just praise you and glorify you. Let, <coughs> excuse me, let everything that I have set myself to do reflect you, Lord. Help me to get the things out of my life, that, that seed of bitterness, let me remove it so that the seed of long-suffering can grow and flourish. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Amen.